if you're asking somebody to go to a movie with you, you can't walk up to a stranger and say, hey, will you go to a movie with me? Because that's, right. that's freaky. Right. right. <laughs> that's insane. Well, what do you mean you don't have money? You do have money. Right. Like you have insurance. <laughs> you sure. Have a car. Hey, Craig. Let's get into some coffee talk. Hey, I love it. I love doing some coffee talk. Well, you know, talk about what? Dogs, daughters, whatever. It's coffee talk. Coffee talk. Oh, Mr. Jason. Oh. It's a coffee talk. It is. They know that. We just got to do a new intro. I know. Yeah. We got to do it. Because then yeah. we could go, oh, it's a coffee talk. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, they didn't just say that. Right. That'd make more sense. Or maybe we should just get rid of that. Yeah. Maybe we should Send talk about questions. this in our meetings instead of on the air. <laughs> Truth. So here's something interesting. And I, I know we were talking about uh, somebody that had a separate business about this. But uh-huh. when we're doing our sales talk, it's a completely different mentality and different mindset when you talk to somebody in a social setting or if you uh-huh. talk to somebody that in a sales type setting. In sure. a sales type setting, you're not going to ask them how, like, if they want to do stuff. They're, you're yeah. not going to ask them things that might have multiple variables. You're going to want to just keep pushing them closer to the thing, right? We were talking yeah. to somebody about booking calls. Yeah. And, and the person kept booking call, like getting into a conversation. Hey, can I help you with anything? And kept asking them these like questions that weren't necessarily moving them closer to the thing. They weren't saying, okay, what's your name? I'm going to reach out to you. We're going to book this call. Would this time work for you? And those questions that are just definitive of what needs to get done. It was yeah. more of general questions. Do you want to book a call? Well, no right. one's going to want to book a call. Like sure. if you say these things that they don't want, that you want, well, their answer is always going to be no. Uh-huh. So you have to move it in that direction and say, yeah. hey, we need to book a sales call. Let's do this tomorrow at five. Does that work for you? Yes. Cool. Well, yeah. they're either going to say yes or no, it doesn't work. Okay, perfect. What about four? Do you think that would work better in your schedule? Well, yes. No, maybe. That'll work great. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Excellent. So I'm going to call you at that time. Now, make sure I know your time's incredibly valuable and so is mine. And I just want to make sure that uh, you're ready for the call or that I'm ready for the call at four tomorrow. So I'm going to shoot you text right before, and then let's jump on that call right at four. I'll make sure that I'm not late for you. Wow. So great. That okay. Sound? That sounds great. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. whether or not you're talking about booking a call or, or whatever it may be, it's got to be the conversation has to be putting yourself to the next step instead of yes. putting the ball always in somebody else's court. Yeah. I agree 100%. You need to move the piece, right, forward. And I think it's also good in the how to eat the elephant one bite at a time is break it down into steps and look at what are you looking for for the outcome of that step that you're on, right? Because that's going to change. In the beginning, you're not going to talk to them like they're your friend or somebody that you're acquainted with because you have to get them first engaged, Right. It's a different right. outcome in that first step. It's just to keep them there. Like, so if we're talking, whether it's the booking or like when we're calling for our leads, lead comes in, we finally get a hold of them. They don't necessarily want to do the quote. So we certainly don't ask them if they want to do the quote. Right. 
if we were talking to our mom, we would be a little bit more friendly and be asking if she wanted to do that. Well, we can't do that in this situation. Once we've established that the quote is now happening, then we're in another step, right? Now we have to move it towards a sale. And so the conversation is going to change, right? Then you're going to become, you almost do become friends at that point because they need to know you, like you trust you, all that stuff. So it is interesting. And I think that they need to know, people have to really focus on what step am I in in the funnel right now? And how am I going to move into the next step? And then what is my outcome of that next step? A hundred percent. And I think a lot of the time people, and we all do it, approach sales like kamikaze pilots. Uh huh. And the conversation is all over the place. Right. The conversation needs to be directed in a very linear path. Everything has to be intentional and it has to intentionally move to the next piece on the board to get around the whole board. Yeah. Playing a board game, right? It needs yes. a con- We always try to, and I think sales people have a problem with this, is especially when you're trying to sell to a lot of people. Uh, yeah. You'll start talking to somebody. And you'll want to move that piece halfway down the board or all the way back around. And sure. it's like, no, no, no. We talked about this. We, <laughs> we talked about this earlier today. Always. And when you first meet somebody, you can't just book a call. You can't just, hey, the person just came into our world and, hey, let's book a call. Let's talk. It's like, right. whoa. Slow down. And like you said yes, the sir. other – yeah, it's like you said the other day. If you're asking somebody to go to a movie with you, you can't walk up to a stranger and say, hey – Will you go to a movie with me? Because that's, right. that's freaky. Right? right. That's insane. You have to take the steps to build the relationship. And you could probably do it in one conversation. Get that movie day booked. Right. You probably could. Like if uh-huh. you spend a half hour developing that conversation. Hey, man. Oh, no way. It looks like you have a San Francisco Giants shirt. No. You know, my son just played on that team. And yeah, They're there's gross. a way to like build up into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Why the Giants? <laughs> Why do I always go? I don't know. Because my kid really was on the Giants. Uh, oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. But regardless, like building, building, building. Hey, you know what? Um, and then you talk about the movie and then like, yeah, they wanted to maybe see the movie. Hey, would you want to go to that movie? Like, I think just I know it's kind of weird, but like, and I'm sure you could actually book that appointment. But if you just went up to that same stranger and said, hey, you got to go to the movie with me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so, a way to serve the law of large numbers, especially when you're buying lots of leads and moving a lot of people through the funnel, which is what you have to do with PNC insurance, because we don't want it to be transactional, but the transactions are very small. So we need volume, right? It has to happen. And so in order to get volume, you have to really start with a big top of funnel. And so we're moving as we move them through, we don't want to continue to change it every single time. You remember interviewing F and Stefan? Remember that guy? Yes. So he was high ticket sales, but still, I think that a lot of what the messaging that he had applies in that salespeople here will say, but what if they say this? But what if they say that? But what if it doesn't matter? You just, you need to move them to the next step, right? And then this is going to happen. Then you move them to the next step. Then this is going to happen. Like they could say all 12 objections or whatever the different objections are. But we know at the end of the day, most of those objections are just BS anyway, right? It's how do you move them to the real objection, which is it's too much work, right? It's either too much work or they don't have Mm -hmm. any money. Those are the real objections. So we have to get to those. And 
it's the same every time. You don't have to figure, oh gosh, when they say I need to talk to my spouse, what should I do? That's not hard. You have to get them from there to it's either they don't have but any money or it's too much work, right? Or they just aren't going to do the it. money one is a very sensitive thing because right. nobody has money. Well, <laughs> my, see, my that, people I, think I it's think easy. Very surfacey. Yeah. So that's I, the most surfacey answer. Right. Look, I don't have any money. Okay. And so when's your next payment with the lizard? Oh, it's the 20th. Perfect. So we can set this up so that it actually just takes place of that payment. So it's no different. All we need to do is to get that started as your counter routing number. Put up the microphone. Shut up. Right. If but the, the same still, the policy is just too expensive. Oh, well, so is it that it's too expensive? Is it that this policy is too expensive with the coverages that we went over and you agreed you need that you don't have over there or whatever the other thing was? Right. Yeah. Or you don't have any money because. Right. Which yeah, one is it? Peeling that onion, getting to yeah. the real. Well, what do you mean you don't have money? You do have money. Right. Like you have insurance. <laughs> you sure. have a car. And those situations where it is way, way more expensive and already in our head as the producer, we don't believe that we're going to get it. We still should really go for it because that's when you really win and you practice. Okay, you may not get it, but go for it full blast and try to get it. Every once in a while, you will win on those. Every once in a while. It's very rare, right? It's just a simple. You're guaranteed to lose more than you win. But yes. if you put in 100% on every time, you're going to net the best result. Right. You're going to net the most wins you possibly could win. Yeah. We were doing our coaching in the morning the other day and talking about all these kind of things. And then I asked everybody, I said, have you ever lost the business when you were $100 less? And they all said, yeah, it's happened before where they didn't believe it or whatever. And I said, have you ever lost the business when it's $100 more? Yeah, that that happens all the time. Right. And it's like you could win both of those at any given time. And the fact that you're losing business, like you're not closing it when it's $100 less, it's the same reason. They don't like you, right? They don't like you. They have no incentive to do business with you. You didn't explain anything. They don't trust you. They don't know you. They just, it's, you're a robot. And until you can get past that and start, like that was jumping to the front, to the back of the funnel before they finished the front, right? They needed to make them like them first. And I love the questions we talk about, right? What are the three questions? What do you do for work? Uh-huh. What do you do for fun? What is their family like? Right. I don't think there's anything more important in the phone call than those three questions. And it's funny, too, because it's not the questions. It's the answers to those questions are going to lead you to the things that will close the deal. As to Tony the Robbins. Yeah. meat of yeah. what will close the deal. The power of our questions creates the quality of their answers. It shifts the focus to what's really important. That's what has to be done, right? You have to take what they're thinking, which is, oh, gosh, I'm doing something that's about as fun as going to the dentist right now. And you have to (laughs) change it. You have to change their whole thinking about that. And you do it by unlocking the correct answers. And the correct answers are them talking about themselves. It doesn't even matter what they say. It just matters that they are. Right. When you can get them talking about their poodle that has bows in its hair and and likes to run through the pond and get all dirty and come in their house and blah, blah, blah. Then now you've created a connection. Now that's when you sell the policy. Yes. Well, you don't even sell it. They just get it. Right. Hundred dollars more, hundred dollars less. We had one of my 
producers. So this is really interesting. And I don't think I talked about it. I think this was like beginning last week. We've been hammering the three questions and they, for whatever reason, they don't feel like they need. Now they are doing it and it's in the notes, which has been a huge improvement, but you have to stick with it with them to get them to stick with clients. Right. And so this producer wasn't asking it. And he's English is his second language, so he's really comfortable with Spanish speaking. But as soon as it's English, he gets in his head and his English is perfect. I don't know what his problem is with that, but it is what it is. So with this, he got this lady to the point where she pretty much was going to buy. We were about the same. It wasn't I think we were even like 10 bucks more. And he said, "Okay," or she said, where are you located? And he said, we're down in Tucson. And she was up in Phoenix. And she said, oh, well, what do you she said? What do you do for fun? So she started asking him the three questions, right? And all of a <laughs> sudden, they're having a conversation. Like he said, yeah, I'm originally from Mexico. And then she said, and then because he doesn't like to do that kind of small talk that's really important, then she started talking. So she initiated that got her talking. She said, oh, we went to Mexico for my honeymoon and blah, 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 blah. She started talking, talking, talking. She had said, I want you to email it to me. All the standard stuff that he never would have talked to her again. Well, by the end of her asking those questions, then her basically responding to her own questions, which he should have been asking, what happened? Rapport. Right. But she bought. Of course, at the that's end what I mean. of like, all of it, or is the buying right at the end that of is the whole the sale. Th- it is <laughs> at the end of the whole thing. She said, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to go get the email and shop around. Let's just do this. And that was it. Let's do it. And, and I'm nice. like, dude, nice. we were more. No, nice. we were $30 more a month because I asked him afterwards. I said, hey, name. I'm not going to say his name because. I'm. So right. anyway, I said, hey. What would have happened had she not asked you that? Would you have even tried? And he said, nah, we were 30 bucks more. I probably would have pushed too hard. And so see, it shows you how important it is. I a hundred percent. I would almost say that the sale happens when the person feels better about the sale, meaning it's not about the price. It's about how they feel. If the lower price makes them feel good, they'll buy it. If the right. person on the phone makes them feel good, better than cheap price, the cheap price might feel bad. Like, oh, feels like there's this isn't right. It's oh, cheaper, yeah. but it doesn't feel good. So I think that the feeling of it is the real sale. Like if they feel good about it, they're going to go with it. Yeah. They buy on emotion, not on logic. Right? Right. Emotion is created by how you made them feel, not by what you said. Everybody, future trips about, oh, if I say this, what are they going to say? Oh, gosh, I'm going to sound stupid and this and that. It's like none of it matters. Get them talking. They will feel good. And they are a magnitude more greatly likely to buy in the most strangest sentence ever delivered. And that's... And that's a coffee talk. Hey, Jason. So if somebody wanted to subscribe to this, what would they do? YouTube's smash buttons like subscribe, like yeah. things on uh-huh. uh, social media platforms. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you want to learn more about how to save your agency time and money, uh-huh. then check out live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that's a lot of fun. Love it. That was fun. And that together. A coffee talk. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write one hundred thousand in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will – it's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm. Super awesome. Mm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well, be awesome. And it's a, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content, and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents, this is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.